Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. We've got with us today. Uh, well, first of all, let me preface. You could actually see who we have with us today. Uh, we, this is Knucklehead Podcast, not technical expert in all things Zoom related podcast. So the last few episodes, we've, we've only seen me running my, my, uh, my suck. You can hear another voice, but you only see me. Listen, we got Donnie. Donnie, the success champion. He, he, he's going to be modest, but I'm going to talk him up. Uh, I will screw up his last name, but he would tell you it's Bovin. Is that right? Bovin, you were almost there, dude. Bovin. Ah, there it is. All right. So uh, Mr. Donnie, he and I share the Marine Corps screwing up but he's got a heck of a lot more success when you talk about um when you talk about followers when you talk about uh kicking tail and taking names uh, I, and so i admire a lot of what he's been able to do i'm excited to have him on the podcast i'm excited about having him here and chat with you a little bit about uh, some of the mistakes but common theme with what he's saying i want to hear about some of his backstory is he got he went out and got some wins he went out and set some, some small steps before he accomplished really anything big. That's called rolling up your sleeves and getting to work. And when I'm talking to you millennials, I'm talking about, and then I'm talking about you older folks that, uh, that deal with millennials all the time. You got to sell realistic steps here. And what Donnie's going to talk about is the legwork he put in to go out and make some things happen, to earn his confidence, and to not be beta. Don't be beta. He was an alpha about his life. But I'm here. I'm here. He's, he's going to tell you. I'm going to shut up and I'm going to have him talk a little bit. So, Donnie, t- welcome to the show, buddy. How's, how's everything going in the great country of Texas? Uh, dude, Stephen, thanks for being on here, dude. I'm really stoked to be here. This, this was one of the ones I was actually really looking forward to getting on your show sure. uh, and, 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 and sharing a little bit quickly about, you know, my journey so far. So let me suffice to say that I think everybody's on a journey, right? Everybody's got a story. And, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that whatever happens to you in life, that's just part of your story. And uh, if you keep it in context that the things you go out and screw up and mess up and the things you break and everything else, your job is to learn from that experience, come back and teach others, right? So, so if you keep that philosophy in mind, life is going to be good. Well, you're, the youngest um, of, you're the youngest of what? Two brothers, three brothers. I got three of us all together, so I'm. I got two older brothers. One who did 24 years in the Marine Corps. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. Um, and then I got another. Not thinking. I know he's right. My gracious. Well, we tell him that all the time. Appreciate his service, by the way. That's awesome. And yours, by the way. Oh, my honor. Well, same to you. I mean, number five brother. That's awesome. So three brothers. You actually had an opportunity then to learn from some of their mistakes, or did you do what all little brothers do? And you said, "Hey, listen." I'm going to do everything you did, but I'm going to do everything that I'm going to do to learn, to learn yeah, these things. Yeah, you know, depending on which brother you ask, we all kind of claim to that black sheep, you know, better <laughs> <laughs> than who you grab. Okay. Um, I was definitely the more rough and tumbling of the bunch, you know, the fighting in high school, the, you know, and um, you know, mom and dad, I, I just remember the day I enlisted in the Marine Corps, they bawled their eyes out not because they were mad they were just excited that I was finally doing something with my life and I don't know if this is true or not they always thought that said that if I wouldn't have gone the Marine Corps I would have ended up in prison I don't know if that's true or not but you know I was definitely not heading down the right path prior to going the Marine Corps tough to steer a parked car right Donnie it's always right I mean you got to have some some energy and some inertia going a certain way absolutely whether it's on the right path that's a different topic but you know but you know I went in the Marine Corps following my oldest brother's footsteps you know 
typical kid didn't know what the hell I want to do with my life. And, um, you know, wasn't going to do the college thing. Brother went to the Marine Corps. I'm like, Oh, let's try that out. So it wasn't like, you know, I got called to serve our country. You know, it wasn't like I was, you know, defending our freedom. I, I had nothing else to do with my damn life. So I oh, went to the Marine Corps. Uh, well, I mean, I gra graduated high school and then went immediately into the Marine Corps. Wow. Um, so it was, it was a very short window in there. And I can tell you when uh, I, I didn't even have expectations of what the Marine Corps was going to be. You know, when right. I stepped in those yellow footprints, um, it was like a fog for me for about a month. No, it wasn't sure. that long, but, but it felt like, oh, I know what you meant. Yeah. yeah, you know, until you realize, holy crap, these dudes are going to keep yelling at me, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. At what point did you realize that, uh, that it was a gang? You know, well, here's the interesting thing to me. And uh, on my podcast, I did a whole thing on it where I talk about training day 17. It was a huge, huge day for me in boot camp. And I remember laying in my rack and I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm sitting on the top rack. I got the dude underneath me, right? Yep. And I'm starting to well up and I'm thinking, holy cow, Donnie, why can't they? Donnie, I want to just let's clarify for a second, okay? That the, the dude beneath you was in a separate bed. Yes. Three, three, three feet below in a separate yes. bed. So all of you who are listening, get your mind out of the gutter, folks. Get your mind out of the gutter. This is still knucklehead. But anyway, Donnie. Wow. Go no, ahead. you're good, brother. You're good. I've heard stories. I've heard stories. Right? You know, hey, hey, liquid soap in the shower. I'm not even going to touch that one. Right? But, but. You know, so I'm laying there in the rack. I'm looking at the ceiling. And the first thing that pops in my head is, why the hell do I got to go through this, right? Why do I got to worry about this dude yelling at me, screaming at me? And, you know, I was in a really bad mental state at that point. Um, and a lot of people, and I and it was told in that episode, I spent six months in boot camp. I got hurt twice. First time, cellulitis, whole right leg swelled up. Uh, they kicked me down to MRP. Uh, and I remember my senior at that time was like, dude, you're done. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not done. And so I spent a week in MRP, got healed up with all the antibiotics, went back, got to the next unit, uh, did a really stupid thing when I walked into the second unit, walked in, said, dude, you're in my rack, talking to the guide. Uh, senior came out, flipped the guy out of the rack, gave me guide position, and that was just dumb. I, I, I put a bullseye on my freaking head at that point um, because I was just cocky. I'm like, you know, they're not kicking me out. I'm going to make this happen. And yeah, it was, it was, it was absolutely asinine to take that role. But uh, the second time going up Mount Mofo, I cleaned that up for you. Um, going second phase, going up Mount Mofo. And I heard a pop in my right foot, pop my left foot. I got six or excuse me, three stress fractures in my right foot. And I fractured my left with two stress fractures as well. So I broke both feet basically going up Mount Mofo, completed, completed the entire hump, uh, get down. The corpsman actually cut my boots off um, to get them off. My feet had swelled up so badly. And then I spent another couple months in MRP. Um, and I remember uh, the, the couple of things. That's for me when I realized it was a game because that's when I really saw the drill instructors were just dudes. You know, right. you know, they were just regular guys. They were going home to their wives. You know, they were miserable. They were getting headaches from yelling at people. Because when you get to MRP, they're not allowed to yell at you so much and everything else. So you kind of get to more humanized. Um, and the funniest thing I did when I was in MRP is I made myself a double rat. And for the people who don't know what that is, is, you know, if you're an underweight dude, you get to eat double portions. Well, I was hungry, so I just found an extra tag and made myself. And, dude, I put on like 20 pounds in boot camp, and it wasn't muscle. <laughs> I was just eating too much. But. You were the one Marine in the history of the Marine Corps. <laughs> right. Goodness gracious. Um, well, but the cool – Interesting you mentioned that. I want you to finish your story, but I, just a couple observations here, if it's okay. 
Uh, one is you, you uh, largely boot camp is taken care of for you. I mean, you specify that with training day 17, right? I mean, yep, before yep, you yep. get to boot camp, it's literally all spelled out for you. Prior to boot camp, however, you were uh, you, you had the framework of of discipline, you know, thrusted at you, grade eight, yep. you know, nine, ten, all the way up through high school. Um, Marine Corps for me and a lot of Marines that I've talked with, it, it's very, very structured. Your, your experience is a little unique in that you had some kind of gray area in there with that MRP and or recovery. How did you, how did you deal with that? Knowing that you were kind of, you didn't have a choice. You had to do what, what was being said or, or it made your life miserable. What, what, was, what was wild for me is high school wasn't a series of discipline for me. I mean, high school for me was the teachers would pass me on it and, and literally would tell me, you're going to the next grade because I don't want you back next year. Wow. You know, um, so yeah. that, was, that, you know, that was my series of, and in between, you know, vice principals, you know, vice principals coming down on me for getting in fights and stuff and stupid things. I mean, dumb things in high school. But, um, you know, going to MRP the first time, I kind of felt like it was a joke you know, is I'm not allowed to do anything. My legs got to recover. So it was more of this quick blur. I remember my senior telling me I'm going to wash out, not going to make it, which just fired me up that I'm like, I'm going to prove you wrong. It was the second time I went to MRP because I broke both feet that, that, you know, caused me because I spent a lot of downtime in Iraq with double moon boots on. So with those ours, it's just the, the Velcro boots you put on. So there was a lot of time where I was just lost to me. And I remember um, I didn't wasn't a reader, but I read a book at that point called Cooks and Bakers, and it talked about a uh, you know a kitchen PT crew in the army that got overrun by the Viet Cong, and you know they had to literally pick up guns and defend themselves, and it was it was a great story. Hmm. But I, I wasn't a reader up to that point, but you know it, it was wild because that was the first time I really and I'll go back to it that these guys were were dudes, and. You know, my brother told me before I went in, he's like, you know, just remember these guys put their pants on one leg at a time. But when you're in that fog and people are yelling and screaming at you, it, for me, it just took forever to click. And, and it wasn't until I was laid up and the, there was a guy the next to me. I'll never, I don't know what his name was, but he broke his hip and he was going home I and mean, he was out. There was nothing he could do. And I mean, the dude was breaking down. He was crushed. I mean, this was his thing to be a Marine. And I, I, this is the first time I saw the drone searchers just like humans in my mind is when the drone searcher sat down and, you know, told the kid, he's like, I'm proud of you, you're strong. And, you know, he was talking this kid up and the only experience I'd had up until that point was this throttling we were all getting. And so by the time I got to the third unit, uh, my third platoon, that third phase, I mean, boot camp was a lot easier. I mean, yeah, we were running, we were doing all the stuff, but it wasn't as intense and to the point i've told friends this that i'm not sure i ever really felt like i had the full boot camp experience you know because a lot of guys they hit phase one they they you know stay with that unit they get yelled you know they get built up they get broken down and they're molded i kind of got this whole roundabout way i mean i hit every experience i did everything but i really went this kind of roundabout way to it all and when i got out and got to my unit I mean, the day I hit, you know, the, the, the gridiron or the gridiron, whatever the hell we would call it, the, the grinder. The fleet. Well, before the fleet, when we graduated, oh. we're walking across the grinder. Got the it. first thing that popped across my head when they said you're a Marine was, wow, that was pretty easy. 
And that still blows me away. It wasn't that I was proud I was a Marine. It wasn't, you know, look what I accomplished. It was, wow, that was pretty easy. And that still, you, you, I mean, your experience, you had had a, you had already had a, a model of success, right? Your, your brother had already gone before you and, and not to mention all the other Marines that had graduated from boot camp also. And it was literally just one foot in front of the other. It sounded yeah, like, yeah. it sounded like it was, you, there was already a pathway to success that they're free to follow. Um, let's do this then. I, I'm interested in how that experience applied to, uh, to business or, mm-hmm. or even sales. I'm, I'm curious. Let's fast forward a little bit to your, your first interaction with actually falling flat on your face <laughs> and what that did for you. My um, mom's going to kill me. She hates this story, but, I, but I'll tell you really quick. All right, let's yeah. do it. So when I got, you know, when I first got in the Marine Corps, I basically fell into a sales job and I did that for 20 years, just for background story. Um, my first really fun sales job is when I was selling commercial printing. Um, and this company was a very large multi-million dollar company. I was a green kid that was supposed to come in and develop this whole division forum in the sales side of thing based on my past career. And I was selling ink on paper business cards. My first sale I did for that company was to my mom. She worked at an eye doctor and I was selling her business cards. And I'll never forget, I, I walk up to mom's office and I said, hey, can I print your guys' business cards? And she goes, well, get me a price. So I go back to the office, I get her a price, come in. So then I call her up and say, mom, here's a price. She goes, that's too expensive. I'm like, mom, I need to sell these business cards. And she goes, yeah, I'm not paying that price. So my first sale ever, my own mother beats me up on price. You know, so, um, you know, that, that was, was a good, go ahead. No, I think that that's great. I, I, I love it. Your mom's not supposed to pay full price, right? No, no. I mean, I mean, mom's supposed to help her son out. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not paying that. That's awesome. But, but, but to answer your question in a, in a more real way, um, that whole experience of training day 17 and, and going through it going, why the heck do I got to do this? Why are people yelling at me? Why do I have to go through this to graduation day? And the first thought running through my head is this is easy. I can't tell you how many times in my life that popped up where I was stacked up against it and maybe sales were down or, you know, I was in a big deal that wasn't working. And I just kept thinking, dude, at some point you're going to be walking across that parade deck and walk across that grinder looking back going, dude, this is easy, right? You know, it's, it's in the moment when you're going through it, that, 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 that is tough. Man, yeah, it's, it, and largely, you know, you look at your current set of circumstances. I don't know about you, but what I, what we've experienced, you know, uh, over the course of, uh, of going through a few things ourselves is, is when you're in the moment, it's very difficult, uh, to have your eye focused on what it is that's, that's coming, right. Cause you're largely in it. You're so close to the forest. You can't even see the trees, right. As I, I've heard it, I've heard it classified before. Uh, it's never, it's never, there's not really an experience you can describe. Imagine, you know, you owe about $3,500 or so worth of bills, and you and you have no money, and it's due within forty eight hours, and you're not quite sure exactly what's, you know, what you're gonna do. And when I say no money, I'm not talking about like you have some, you know, you have some uh, things that you can go tap, or sometimes things that you can go sell, or you have a four hundred one k that you can go cash out. It's talking about you don't have anything, right? And to be able to maintain that emotional stability, realizing that that pattern of of uh, non production you know, came from somewhere. And it sounds like you actually went through the process of, huh, all right, I can, I can maintain emotional stability and consistency through this and actually get to where it is that you're going. So talk to us a little bit about how you, how you overcame that or maintain that emotional stability. 
Well, you know, it was uh, wild for me. I think for me, everything's experience is, is just the best teacher in the world is I've been really good at life about just being kicked in the face by, by life in general. A hundred percent always self-inflicted, you know, um, the successes I've had are because I leap bigger than I should have. The failures I have are also because I leap bigger than I should have, but the biggest wins I've ever gotten in life is because I've jumped further than, than I than ever thought I should leap. I mean, I, and I love telling people now this journey that I'm on now where, you know, I spent 20 years, basically 40 years living in other people's dreams, last 20 of those as a sales guy. You know, when I jumped out of my own, I really thought being just really good in sales was going to nat- naturally translate to this rock star entrepreneur. And, you know, I'm like, hell, I can sell my way out of anything. Boy, was I an idiot. Uh, I had no No idea idea. that when I jumped over to this whole entrepreneur world that you had to run a business. I mean. (laughs) Absolutely. What's a balance sheet? Yeah. What's a P&L? I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Don't don't throw operations in the mix, too. I mean, because not only do you got to sell it, but now you got to take care of it. I mean, (laughs) I could sell it. Investing in folks and. dealing with with HR. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, In my experience, the the most successful sales guys, uh, largely those with morals, ethics, and, you know, and values, um, they, um, uh, they, they have a large ego, right? Uh, And not necessarily an unhealthy ego. And a large ego isn't always bad. Now an unchecked ego, that's a, that's a completely separate, you know, that's a completely separate issue in itself. Uh, but what you talked about was you talked about you got you got beat up enough not to uh, not to start um, inflating and conflating your ego and conflating the success that you were having. You actually were able to level it out a little bit, and that's largely what has actually grounded you through this through this process. Because now you're, I mean, now you're you're your own boss, but at the same time, you also are the uh, the gas inside your own engine, so to speak, as opposed to cracking the whip on you all the time. Yeah. And that's, and that's a great way of putting it. I mean, it's very interesting for me is, you know, I was a straight commission sales guy my entire career. And for anybody that doesn't know what that means is I never had like a salary, a base income. So if I didn't sell, I didn't need, I mean, that's how, that was my ride for 20 years. And now that I'm an entrepreneur, it's the same way. That's the difference being is I always had that thing in the back of my head that if it was bad enough and I never used it, but I could always go to the company and say, Hey, can you float me for a month? You know, there was always this sort of security blanket. Dude, now doing this on my own, there's no security blanket. I mean, I live and die by the sword, if you will. You know, that's that, that's this entire business. And, you know, as exciting and exhilarating as that is, it scares the crap out of you, the same phone token. I mean, is every day I feel like I'm betting my company. And Steven, as we were talking about, you know, I own a farm. So it's like I'm betting the farm every time I make a decision with the company. And... You know, that's, that's one of those things that you go through this mental game and, and you'll question yourself. And even with the successes I have, um, there's days I question myself, where am I strong enough? Do I got this? You know, and you know, it's, it's that dude, you know, uh, remember what, what we learned in survival school. We've been there before. I don't know what quote that movie's from, but my buddy of mine says it all the time, but it's the truth is every situation we've been in we're prepared for it because of something else we went through. And, 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 you know, it's like me going back to the freaking boot camp story. It's, it's, I've been here before. I've gotten through this before in a different scenario, different way, but, but, but I've been through it. 
so if I've been through it, I've got this. And it's, and it's a matter of just keeping your head down and keep moving forward. And my favorite phrase in the word of Rocky Balboa, it's not how hard you can take a hit. It's about taking a hit and keep moving forward. That's, that's my life. I, actually, I want to, I want kind of want to wrap there. I think that that's, there's, there's some powerful lessons in there. People go back and listen to that last 10 minutes or so. Um, but I got one last question for you and it, and it's, well, two last questions. This one's more specific to what you just said. And I, I want to know how do you yourself, uh, how do you delineate between uh, those self-limiting beliefs or the, the things that what some people refer to as doubts? How do you delineate between that and uh, confidence and confidence building uh, habits? How do you delineate between those two things? Uh, I'm going to answer that in kind of an odd way. I, yeah. don't, I don't think confidence is something people don't have. I don't think people lack confidence. Um, I, I, cause to me is, is people lack knowledge. And what I mean by that is, is the first time I ever stood on stage, I screwed it up, right? I wasn't a good speaker. The first podcast I ever did, I wasn't great, but you flash forward to where I am now on stage and the speaker, I'm really good. I'm confident as all get out because my knowledge is increased over that time. Yet some skill sets have come into play, but the reason we don't have confidence in any given area is because we haven't built up the skills. We haven't done enough to, to understand that. So for me, it's not a matter of saying I have lack of confidence is I just haven't learned the skill yet. And I find that changing that mindset helps me out tremendously because I'm, and then I go back to the student versus the ego, which gets me in trouble a lot of times, you know, and I go, okay, how do I learn this? And the fastest way for me to learn is to go straight at it and screw it up. And, you know, there's people that are smarter than me, better than me and everything else. And I always end up hiring those people. But before I hire them, I'm the knucklehead to your point that I'm just going to jump in and try and do it until I just completely break it and go, okay, this is stupid. Somebody else can do this better than I can. That's true. No, I like that. That's, that's true. And you wouldn't know how to hire that person or recognize that skill that somebody had unless you screwed it up yourself. Right. So absolutely. Um, no, there's valuable advice there. Sage advice. From a, a Marine, a Marine die. So I love I it. Um, Imagine so, that. Who knew you, a Marine could give advice? I mean, I knuckle draggers. <laughs> I mean, that's what I always call myself. I'm like, I'm a knuckle dragger. I don't, you know, I just, I've just beat my head up against the wall. And sometimes it opens. <laughs> and then I realize I got to stop and then, you know, adjust course and go through the door instead of the, instead of the wall. But um, anyway, so I want to know, how do people find you? I mean, you, you got a, you got a business that you're running now. You got a, a largely successful podcast. Haven't quite cracked the top 50. I can't believe you have. I know. I'm working on it. Right at 60 hey, in terms of uh, business podcast, though. That's no, awesome. no, no, no. As of today, oh. I was 52, buddy. I'm gone. Dude, <laughs> what is the – okay, so 52 as of almost as, September 2018, almost as of September. So, so, so I fully expect it to be top 40 by the end of September. Is that, is that, that what we're hearing? That, that's what I'm hoping. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. Uh, and, I, you know, I – for anybody who runs a podcast, just because being in the top, you know, right now I'm in the top 100 is what I just keep telling everybody, does not mean rich and fame and fortune and everything else. I mean, nobody it's gets rich work. from a, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody gets rich from a podcast. You know, it all comes from all the ancillary things you do. So, yeah. but to answer your question, the way, best way people can find me is my podcast is called Donnie Success Champions. Okay. It's all about hearing people's journeys. I'm every outlet you can think of, iTunes, SoundCloud, I'm there. Uh, my website Donnie. is, 
D-O-N-N-I-E, for those e. of you who are wanting to, to know about that. Not D-O-N-N-I-E. Yeah, whoever spells their name with a Y, is, they're just wrong. They're just wrong. It's so. like Steven with a V, right? Yeah, yeah. Who does that? Who does <laughs> not this guy. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Right, so, so Donnie, uh, success champions, right? Yep. Donnie's success champions. Donnie's plural. Yep, plural. Donnie's plural, okay. Any yep. websites, anything like that? Yep, yep. DonnieBovine.com as well. You can get to the website. Uh, the website for the podcast, if you're interested, is called thesuccesschamp.com. Got it. But, you know, uh, all of my buy merch there, can they buy material? What, what can they do? Yeah. Yep. So, so you can get t-shirts there, buttons. Cause somebody wanted buttons, Love it. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, you can always reach out to me. And then I tell everybody I'm a hundred percent accessible, yep. Donnie at Donniebovine.com. If, if I can help you out in any way, I mean, I get people reaching out to me for sales advice, people reach out to me to get in touch with some of the guests that have been on my show, you know, feel free, feel free, uh, reach out to me. Um, you know, I don't care whatever your need is. I'm, I'm glad to offer advice if I can. I'll tell you, I have no clue if I don't, but I'll, I'll try and get you to the right direction, but please, please reach out. Well, you heard it here folks. I mean, that's, um, that we appreciate you taking some time to, uh, to share not only some of your, uh, not only some of your successes and the fact that you're running a business and, uh, largely successfully, uh, uh, you know, uh, gotten out of the Marine Corps. I, for some reason I slipped the word slipped my mind, uh, just getting out of the, get out of the Marine Corps. Um, but long story short, just a successful sales career. But you know, the thing that we communicate with folks is you do not have to participate in the world of filters. I mean, we largely are kept at arm's distance and in some cases even more with the truth. And so when you fail and when you screw up, it's helpful to understand that other people are out there screwing up the same way that you are. You got to dust yourself off, go out and get yourself some wins and, and don't be bait about the process. Don't think that you're going to be able to accomplish something significant uh, just waiting in the wings. It just doesn't work like that. You got to go out there. If you remember what Donnie said, he said uh, some of his greatest wins have been because he bit off more than he can chew. So if some of his biggest failures, uh, the fact is, is some of those, those wins have probably largely out outweighed those failures. And there, therefore that's why he's ahead of, of wherever he was when he started. So uh, I appreciate him taking some time to do that. Donnie, thank you very much for being on the show, bud. Brother, I appreciate it, man. It's an honor to be on here. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I love I love this whole style, this story. Keep blessing lives, man, seriously. Yeah, for sure, man. We will, uh, we will keep it going. As a matter of fact, every Tuesday, new episodes uh, for Knucklehead Podcast. You can listen to us on iTunes or you can listen to us on your favorite podcast listening app over there on Google Play if you'd like to do something like that. You can check us out on YouTube. We do have a channel there. We are on Twitter from time to time, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, you can get in touch with us uh, however you want to. Again, this is Stephen, Knucklehead Podcast, The Knucklehead. We've had Donnie of Donnie's Success Champions. <laughs> Keep it real, guys. We will talk to you soon. Have a great rest of the week.